Welcome to the Ross Allen Luke Show. G'day, my name is Ross Pepper. My early years were rough. I was suicidal, drug addict and alcoholic. Then one day, about 15 years ago, I discovered personal development and everything changed. It completely transformed my life. I lived a life as if everything in life was kind of done to us. But then I discovered that we're actually the creator of our lives and I've been creating my life ever since. I'm now a loving father and husband, a life coach, a business coach, relationship coach, team and leadership coach, performance coach, author, public speaker, and so much more. None of which were even remotely possible before I discovered personal development. I learned to let go of my past, my false limiting beliefs, such as not being good enough, not being lovable. I let go of all my fears of failure and rejection. I discovered it was possible for me to create happiness regardless of the circumstance I found myself in. I went from being an introvert to an extrovert. And in that journey, I discovered every single person on the planet is infinitely more powerful and capable than they can even imagine. So now I make it my life's purpose to help other people discover their greatness and live the life of their dreams. G'day, my name is Alistair MacDonald, and in my nearly five decades of life, I have experienced and achieved many things. And last 20 or so years has been very focused on business and there's been many failures, many successes. Most successful business, uh, nearly 50 million turnover, a couple hundred staff, um, was one of the founding members, was one, of the, uh, was one of the board members when we merged to grow. So I really have experienced a lot of scaling in business uh, among other things. These days I'm focused as a business mentor and coach and I love, I really love spending time inside other people's businesses and seeing them achieve their goals and see their lives go where they want them to go. Hi guys, Luke Farah here. Ross has wanted me to explain a little bit about myself. Well, where do I start? I'm a father, business owner, investor, fitness, health, and holistic kind of guru. I enjoy life. I'm a great problem solver. Uh, I enjoy laugh too and the journey along the way. So uh, what you see is what you get. Pretty intense sort of guy, but also I like to make others laugh. So probably comedy is where I'm going to go. If you want to reach out, please don't. Call Ross or Al, specifically Al, Sunday 3am uh, if you need a alternative email or a uh, phone number just message me cheers we're aussie blokes we're dads and we're entrepreneurs between us we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life love relationships and business and we're here to share those with you you may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement but whatever you take away from today you can be absolutely guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you welcome gentlemen to <laughs> he's on the slurp <laughs> to episode number 62. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. We're all fired up today. You, you, yeah. you, you just take a mouthful of that and you end up with the entire inside of your esophagus just scalded. Yeah. Oh, that was on 90 as well. I thought, I thought you, you backed it off, mate. Well, yeah, it's I was nice. going to do 80. I normally do 80, but uh, I thought I don't know what anyone wants, so I'll stick it on 90 and it's risky somewhere stuff, in between. Mate. That's high risk stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> Degrees in the kettle. Do you, on top, do you have you know? good PIPL for this studio? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Sorry. 
Uh, professional indemnity, public liability. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm using the profits from it to uh, to fund those activities. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> profits from it. Yeah. Must be a cheap policy. He's profiteering. As long as it doesn't pay out, mate, we, we'll be right. Yeah. It's a bit of tea too before I found on the uh, the nature strip. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a dirty old tea bag. Have you seen Cheapskates? What's that Cheapskates show? Is it called Cheapskates? Somewhere. Uh, Don't know. And I'm sure it's put on. It's an American show. But they go around and, you know, there's a guy who will have tea bags and his wife's, there's just his family, you know, the kids are just ashamed. The wife's just like, I don't know how I live like this. And he'll have like tea bags drying and he'll reuse them like a hundred times. There's nothing in it. It looks like light, rusty water, you know, like it's, there's nothing left in the tea bag. And then, then they go to the restaurant and he just leans over. And it's, I think it was his wife's birthday, right? He leans over to the people that are sitting next to him. It look like they've half finished their food. And he goes, you finished with that? And the guy's going, oh, yeah, sure. And he goes, cool. So he just <laughs> takes a plate and he's like, just cuts a bit off that the guy had eaten off a burger or steak. And he starts dishing it to his family. And uh, Yeah, and I was just, oh, right. Uh, next, we're going to get stuff out of the bin, right? Like, what's next? Yep, yeah, and he does. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's good to watch. <laughs> People that put like soap together, like they collect soap from like public gyms and shit. Yeah, like I'm just going like, like it's it's a horror show. But I'm sure they how the other half live, hey? I'm just looking at the kids going run as fast as you can. There is like be frugal, and I'm sure some of them were very smart and lead probably the segue into investing but some of them probably didn't have a mortgage you know they had solar systems grey water you know so somewhere there was a method to their madness but to live like that um yeah it's not, there's no wrong or right it was just it i mean like hey let's say if you had no opportunity to eat food that's what you do right mm. yes dumpster diving is a regular art form yeah places like brunswick and yeah yeah absolutely and, and probably Portugal. all over the world you know some of this yeah. stuff that would be coveted it'd be like a really yeah good yep. nutritious meal whether it's nutritious or not but yeah it just it was interesting yeah. how some people live and, and how we perceive like i perceive it's just oh my god you know um, I, I but it depends still, on your circumstance i right? still reuse tea bags yeah i don't dry them out and all that i just leave them in the cup and never use them but when, when i was in london mate using in the uk in fact scotland as well yeah they loved it in scotland mate everyone's like that there yeah thrifty no you just when you're you know, when you're just wanting to save everything you can, right? yeah, getting the baked beans, I just get the cheapest baked beans, ones on special. If that, I remember there was a price war for baked beans in London, like oh, literally just a price cut war. Throat. They got down a six p a tin, which was about fifteen cents wow. for a, you know the standard yeah tin, and <clears throat> I couldn't buy them at six. Mm. They the shelves were empty every time I went. I think, <laughs> uh, I, think I got them for seven or eight p. Yeah. yeah, and when they were that price, I cleaned them out. I literally mm. took a trolley full. Yeah. And asked the shop if I could just make sort of new. Can I borrow the trolley? Take these home. I'll bring it back. You know, <laughs> it was just madness. And then that was my lunch every day for like eight months. Mm. Talking about madness, that's a good band. <laughs> yeah, well, there you love. go, Todd. Yep. In UK, and, and Mer- yeah, that's right. Welcome to the house of fun. So we do. Yep. Do you draw the line at um, washing your clothes whilst you're showering? Because I've seen an episode where there was that. Are you uh, asking me personally? You said just, you. I don't so. know how do you feel <laughs> yeah, about that? Well, yeah, but I've got another method, right? There's yeah. a <clears throat> there's a ball you can get. I don't even know what's in it. I don't know if it's crystals or what it is, but you can get that instead of powder or liquid. Yeah. I use that. Okay. Works. Yeah. 
Mm. And just like for that. those, just for those that challenge. Not a big fan of the powder. Well, those are challenged by that idea. Science tells us that water cleans things. Yeah. Not soap. The only reason for soap is to break down the surface tension of the water so it can do its job. It's just basic yeah. chemistry. So if this ball, uh, there are some soap though that the like the fat, but this is this is a different type. We're not talking. We're not talking. Um, I'm sure you get specialized soaps to do soap, specialized but yeah, things. So if you wash your hands, the soap, yeah. the idea of that is to is to bind the fat particles with the fat particles. Right. So that's a little bit different. Now to, you're talking very specialized, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. It's not in a um, it's not in a clothes. Not washing your clothes because no. they're typically not covered in fat. Now bleach, on the other hand, it's another chemical reaction where it's actually oxidizing, you know, to, yeah. to, 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 to strip it back and, you know, make it look white again. So yeah. that, that's a, another level. Mm. Now, again, some of us would say stay away from bleach, mm. you know. But um, that said, there are ways you can be thrifty without being crazy. Yeah, mm. and we and I suppose we kind of get accustomed to, you know, a certain standard of life or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. We compare ourselves to others, so we should have this, we should have that. Mm. And it's quite easy to... You know, if people want to buy a new car or, you know, live in a bigger house, uh, although it's harder these days. Um, yeah. Especially we, we can add to the madness as well. We can, yeah, we can follow that that madness where we just after the bigger, next big thing, the big thing, the big thing, go yeah. have the bigger house, keep up with the Joneses. Like, we can, uh, we live in re- really big houses where they're so big, we never see our family, we don't know anything about them. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and, and things go pear-shaped from there. We go back to my old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, phone. Phone. smartphone. You buy, yeah. buy. There's a trend at the moment between a bunch of the sort of cheaper electrical retailers. Yeah, and they're all of them are selling the 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 iPhone that's like four or five generations old, brand new, about a third of the price of a new, actually a quarter of the price of a new one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. the new ones are nearly two grand. Mm-hmm. I think best, the latest and greatest. I got two you know, grand. Close for the whatever it's called, the latest and greatest link. They're nearly two for grand. a phone. Well, they've just been going up and Madness. up and up, yeah. you know, since they first came out. Um, you know, I got I got a brand new six S. So that's mm. number of generations old, but it does everything. Yeah, yeah, four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. So now, also before that, bought an LG for one thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you can really um, yeah, get the job done. Level. Yeah, and I mean yeah. that 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 was serving me when I was in that phase of wanting to disconnect from everything. Well, that's yeah, I, how they should be used with phones. Like our twelve-year-old, he's had a phone for communication purposes, but we've kind of let it go a little bit. And you find that, yeah, you know, like he's got an Instagram account and stuff like that, and so it's probably communication. Uh, you know, twenty percent versus entertainment. Mm. Well, mate, like, oh. Snapchat now is a highly addictive form of communication. Have you come across Snapchat yet? Yeah, I got uh, I got roped into a group on Snapchat. Yep. Yeah, so I was in. And how many days of the streak have you got? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, actually, probably twice a week. It's more just to organise... Um... Does someone post every day? No. Okay. No, nah, these guys they're... are workers. <laughs> They've got <laughs> shit to do like another, me. Another thing we can talk about one day is gamification. Yep. Snapchat is one of the ultimate gamified tools. Okay. Um, you have kids... I don't know what the record is, but you have kids who they, they must connect every day Yeah. to keep their streak alive. Yeah. Well, that, and that's how they keep you connected. So yes. we've actually taken it away. We've said, look, it's actually starting to impact other areas of your life. So yeah. I'm a big fan of, well, I, you know, say, listen, you need to get the work done before we have the fun. Mm. And yeah. the work's been done, 
but it's forgotten about, it's done to a low standard or it's not done at all and then there's excuses and say, hey, yeah, let's so, talk about 100% complete. Yeah, so the phone, before you go to school, you grab it, it's communication and when you come home, it goes away. You know, and it's like, oh, okay. You know, well, I said, oh, like I mean it and anything outside of that, yeah, so don't fudge it, don't push the issue because um, there'll be far greater consequences which means the longer length of time that you'll be actually without a phone because it's starting to take away and not add um, but it's hard as a parent you give it to them and you're taking it away well it's funny yeah. so you, you, well, your before style we, before we, we, yeah, we promi- actually promised time. sorry yeah. so we yes. promised an investing episode we did. Oh, right, right. we're about to derail mate last one was a long time ago I was forgetting between what, what I've said so. yeah that's alright that's what I'm here for okay uh, and me and my hey, pencil so a no, sharp no. pencil. Okay, so pair it back. I've seen him so, dance on in the eye with that. Jesus, okay. You saw that. Uh-oh. <laughs> so uh, investing. Um, so we started talking mm. about investing in, at the end of the, the last episode, and mm. I'm looking forward to our next episodes with uh, technology, phones, gamification, 100% complete. For this episode... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that so. Bang. But, uh, but this episode was about investing. So we're talking about a few different things, uh, owning property, uh, for renting, owning property to, to live in, uh, and things like that. And I, I guess I'd like to start that off with, because, um, look, you've just bought. Yes. So, um, talking about, you know, the and the keeping up with the Joneses, which we've already started talking about, of buying a bigger and bigger house. So, they buy the biggest house they can that the, 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 um, the banks will let them have, yeah. and it'll take the rest of their life to pay that off. And then by the yeah. time, and they're hoping to have paid that off by the time they retire. And that's kind of the plan, and like, well, and they don't need it anymore. That's right, um, but that's kind. Of, the The thinking is that well, that's our kind of like our nest egg. Like we'll get to that day, and you know, we'll have this massive big house, and you're right, we probably won't need it anymore. But, um, you know, the hope is to pay that off over that time, rather than having something that's much more reasonable, paying it off over, you know, let's say ten years, uh, and then and then being able to use that money for something like having no debts in 10 years as opposed to still having you know most of the debt because the first if you're going on a 35 year loan the first 10 years really doesn't pay off a lot of that well as long as you've got you know the ability to to pay extra yeah you know you might have a redraw facility um there's definitely 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 there's penalties for paying out your loan early with some lenders uh, but But a lot less than the interest you pay if you don't correct and it depends, like in this day and age, we've found, especially um, house hunting as of late, mm. it's funny that a lot of people are still putting in offers um, subject to finance and a lot of the finances are falling through. Yep. Mm. So people are even putting offers on property and you know they're not pre-approved. Yep. The banks want to see contracts. They want to see locked and loaded contracts and value these things before they're going to put <clears throat> you know, pen to paper. And I, I found, I said it was really weird like I said, you know, put an offer on and it was just really odd. The bank wanted all this, so much more information they needed, say, 10 years ago or mm. well, five years ago when mm. I bought and sold. I was like, wow, this this seems odd. They want it locked and loaded. They want all the information they can before they'll, they'll even pre-approve or give you the loan. Like, it, it was really strange. And I, and I said, that's what it was. Um, but it was people's um, serviceability. That's what they look at. There's another topic, Ross. Yeah. What's really going on? Well, it was just odd. So, you know, I know people that have got, you know, a $300,000 deposit and they want to buy six, seven, maybe $800,000 house. But if there's only one working full time, 
they can't get a loan because the serviceability is not there. So they've suddenly scrutiny on all everything that you spend. Yeah. Um, so even if you've got a massive deposit, if you don't have that serviceability, they won't give you the loan. So it was just amazing, but it, it's mm. leverage for us too. So if people are making stupid offers, uh, but don't actually have finance, it's like, well, mm. do you really want to sell the house? Do you really want to go through another, you know, deal that falls through? And they're like, nah. So you, you can give them a reasonable offer, market mm. value, what I feel is market value, and that's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. I recently had retirement to sell a family, you know, long-term friend's parents' house. Yeah. And uh, that's the, the buyer was super, but this was a 50 these people have been in the house 50 years. Yeah. But these are those house prayer people, but the house was perfect. Yeah, nice, yeah. Mm. And um, nothing, in, it was boring, nothing else in the neighbourhood yeah. matched it. And I mean that. Okay. You had, there's a lot of blocks being redeveloped there, so there's a lot of townhouses, mm. brand new townhouses. Um, I'm just going to tell you, anyone that's got a question mark, yes, you're going to have problems within five years. You are. Yeah. They, Unless you pay a fortune, you are going to get shoddy workmanship. I guarantee that. So it's okay if you can afford the maintenance, but you will have it. So there's the laws for, assuming the builder's still in business, that's kind of a factor. But yeah, so, so don't even worry about that, Ross. Let's talk about that another time because you, you remember the buildings are caught on fire? The current owners no. are being held responsible. In the city, the buildings have been caught, okay. caught on fire when they were approved. Mm-hmm. And now the owners are being held responsible. So don't worry about who's going to be responsible. Well, that, that's yeah. what, person, I don't know what caused it, so I can't comment on that. Okay. Materials that were approved by whoever should have approved it, who and and, and it now turns out aren't, aren't appropriate. Yeah, and they put the responsibility back on the owners. It's a knee-jerk reaction in the cladding because we're as a company we're involved in that, and it just as a short, you know, conversation on that, the amount of they're now asking for uh, fire ratings on screws and bolts. We're talking down to washers, everything that goes wow. on a sign that we put on a building, so class mm-hmm. A or B. Uh, I said to the engineer, "What's happening?" And he goes, "It's just crazy." He goes, "It's fucking crazy." That's he goes, "They're going mad." Like We're I said, there's state. billions of screws around us. Like, yeah. when have they ever just combusted and caught fire? Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, they're just panicking, mate. Yep. Like it's a knee jerk." Yep. It and is. Yeah. But nonetheless, the owners are in the frame right now, and it's going to cost them money to get out of it. Well, builders so can't do not get rely, insurance. Yeah. What I'm saying is, mm-hmm. Ross, you can't rely on that. You've got to make sure you're covered. Sure, yeah. but this, I don't, I'm like, I'm not sure that this is a shoddy workmanship conversation. Fine. Fine. Um, but because shoddy workmanship, like um, they changed the rules some years ago because my, my dad's a re- retired builder. So, right. you know, he's builders and, you know, so obviously in that space, they've, you know, for work and things they've done, they're potentially reliable. Mm-hmm. There was there was a job and I don't remember exactly how long, how old it was, but I think it was past the the reasonable date. <laughs> like it was so much further on, like, you know, you're talking, uh, I think, minimum 20 years or something. Yeah. And, and he's had to come back and fix something. Now, what had happened was the ground had moved or something. It had nothing to do with his his work. Yeah. He'd done everything by the book. You know, he, his buildings were great. He was really proud of his work and he did great work. But he's had to come back and fix it. Uh, and I think it's like a 35 years or something that you're still liable for the for the construction of, of a building uh, as, a, as a builder. It's seven. Sorry? It's seven in the state. Seven. Structural, yeah, major structural. But the thing is, so with, with the Master Builders Association, right, so the builders pay us a levy every year to be part of that and, and I think a portion of that covers off in insurance I mean again don't don't quote me but there's there is a body where a large pool of money goes in yep and they pay fuck all they pay nothing back yes mm. and there's people that have builders come in promise the world build renovations 
they go under after a year. There's no waterproofing. It's a complete, you know, knockdown and rebuild. And these bodies won't pay out. They're like, oh well, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with this. So they won't. They won't even honour uh, genuine insurance claims. I, it was John Fame was talking about it on um, ABC a while back, and he goes, it's crazy. So how much do you hold in escrow? How, how much dollars? And we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. And he goes, and you won't pay three hundred grand for a house that's clearly. Like a you know a job that needs to be fixed. Mm. Oh, but we found you know this this and that. And he's going, mate. It, it's the facts are there. It's right in front of us. We've had four different building inspectors come in. It's unanimous. Like the evidence yeah. is there. Just pay. So How many of you paid? Another conversation. But, yeah, yeah. I've derailed the conversation. I've so they hundred, well, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So let's say how much have you mm. paid out? Oh, three point nine million dollars. And he goes out of what? Out of, and he just. <laughs> You just said, like, this it's, is the reality now, Ross. This yeah. is the it's reality. It's crazy, and the builders well, those, have gone. Those, those houses shouldn't have even been passed. Yeah, but in the boom, you know, resources are, are, are slim, as you know. Al was saying that you you get what you pay for. Um, but that that's my spin on that. But the, the cladding, I agree. There's probably areas in any building material that probably shouldn't have been used. But it is a massive knee jerk reaction. There's so much of it out there. It's not like every building's, you know. Um, burning to the ground and there's people running around saying oh it's it's building wrapped in petrol it's like it's fucking not wrapped in so petrol how <laughs> do the investor yeah how does the investor avoid these problems well that's insurance so that comes back to exactly. so yeah like if the builder's been okay and everyone signed off on it and now it's an issue that's what insurance is for but the problem is is developments that are now coming out of the ground or new ones have got anything with cladding on it the builders aren't able to get insurance so this is stifling there could be some massive ramifications. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, so so the investor has to take, as you know, cover there's, themselves. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a Latin phrase that has been used in our property market all my life, and it's caveat emptor, which means buyer beware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, as an investor, now we're focused on property here, mm. but actually any investment, buyer beware. Mm. You can rely on your broker, yeah, sure, but if he has a crap night's sleep and a bad day he can screw up just like you can yeah and you know when you're submitting your tax return you're submitting it doesn't matter how much you've paid your account you're submitting it so when it comes to investing it does come down to us yeah yeah do we, do we get advice of course we can get advice it's just we have to make the decision we have to make it work mm. and before we answer the question of what to buy or everyone will swear by what they swear by yeah however yeah. every everyone has a different set of needs everyone has a different path they want to take mm. and so investing there is no blanket rule in investing and risk tolerance you know risk you're younger tolerance. you want to take more risk you know if you if you're a bit older you want to be a bit more conservative and with that level of so much information out there if um, you're younger the the uh, advisors will convince you to take more risk yeah <laughs> yeah but you've got, you, no, you got nothing to lose at this point and that's however yeah. as we as we discussed at some other time you just plot away and mm. you'll, you'll do all right. Yep. Yeah, you don't need to. Because yeah. Yeah. if you risk, you go, I win some, I lose some. At the end of the day, you know, when you've lost some and you've won some and you get there, are you any better off than if you'd just taken the safety investment along it's, the way? It's long term. It's, and that's it is. It's compounding, you know, and consistently mm-hmm. investing. And as I said, property, mm. property's been a huge run over the last, you know, even 20 years. It's had a massive... 20, 25. Yeah, so... 93, the recession ended. Yeah. So. And it's starting to yeah, slow down now. I did well on mine. And they're even because I deal with a lot of people in the property spectrum, um, just on different levels, and it's amazing. Even three years ago, I was talking to a guy, and he said, "Just all the developers he knows are they're out now, just mm. on the sidelines." Mm. 
And he goes, whether it's a bit early or it's a bit late, it's what it is. It's really just Yeah, that's right. Um, and so he's just said, oh, they're sort of, they're just holding for a bit, you know, mm. and, and now's the time to get back in. Um, yeah. And that's, I was speaking to another agent, especially around, you know, our area. Uh, and he's right. He said, when everyone starts talking about it, it's too late to get back in. Now's the time. Well, yeah. and even then, so even then, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. That's, that's when we start to go from investing into speculation to a degree. Well, it gets momentum. It's that barbecue it talk. You know, everyone's like, well, does, buy but... a second investment property. That's the right thing to do. You know, like, because this is a generation of, you know, say 40 plus, got a family, they've paid off their house. What's the next step? And I speak to people all the time. They're like, oh, I'm looking to invest in these shares and doing this and that. So they don't really know, mm. you know, so they haven't mm. sort of really started. Mm. Um, and then, you know, oh, well, I'm going to invest in property because that's what everyone else is doing. It's a fair return. Now, out of 10 of those people, yeah, three or four have really good returns. Yeah, the other six, absolute nightmare. Agents were terrible, bad mm. tenants, it was vacant. What a shit show. Yeah, yeah my, so that's not for everybody. Yes, yeah? so you, you've got to have that tolerance, but it takes yeah. time. You can't just gauge it over five years. You know, when the market turns a bit, well, that's what it is. You've, you've got to gauge it over 10, 15 years. You right. probably know a bit more about that. Well, maybe you're exactly right because taking anything shorter term with a longer term investment is called speculation. Yeah, and then they'll sell. You know what I mean? At a loss. And I've seen people that they said over that term, so five to seven years, it actually, you know, I actually made 20 grand. It's like, okay. Mm. But with all the headaches, it's like, fuck. Oh, yep. yep. I'm going to put this out there. The reality mm-hmm. of property investing is it's in forced savings. Yep. Okay. Unless you speculate and get in at the right time and get out at the right yeah, time. Timing. All that crap. Yeah. It's, it's in forced savings. Because yep. once you factor in all of the costs to buy, all of the costs to maintain, all of the costs to finance, all the costs to sell and factor in how your money depreciates over that time. Yeah. Actually, what's happening is the property is maintaining its value while your dollars are depreciating in value. Yeah. And you'll find you are saving that money, not making any money at all. There's no profit to be gained. So where the, where the potential profits are is having the tenant pay for it for you. Yeah. So it's not coming out of your pocket where cash flow positive works. Which is really interesting depending on the country you're in. Because in Australia, the... the price of property even now because we've got a little bit of a slump at the moment even now the price mm. of property is so high yes. that the rent is not even close to covering it like no. it's nowhere near close to covering mm. the yeah. new and, staff and our, is and our, sometimes below three percent return which is just madness yeah and and, and like that's such good a renters right yes yeah, yeah. and yes. it's such a low percentage that we need to pay anyway like you know five percent for you know for a bank loan is actually pretty good um traditionally Interest over time all-time lows yeah, exactly. And and our rent still isn't even close to covering but, it. And you know, the funny thing is, mm. and I'll put this out there, whether it's a contributor or not, but when the self-managed super funds came into fashion, right, there's a lot of people with money sitting in their super fund that have gone out and bought property, you know, mm-hmm. uh, under their self-managed super mm-hmm. fund mm-hmm. now. And I find that they're less worried, well, they were less worried about the actual returns. So if it's vacant mm. for a little bit, it's okay because they're not having to pay a bank, right? Mm. They're just like, yep, that's cool few repairs, done. But then, you know, as soon as things start to turn, so the market drops or the value of the house, I start to look at that and go, oh shit, was that a good investment? As you said, Al, the clincher there is, the cost to get in and the cost to get out of that fucker mm. is astronomical. Yes. I could put the same portfolio with a couple of winners, yep, over mm. the same amount of time, flog it to death. What am I paying in brokerage fees to sell a portfolio of three, four, five hundred thousand dollars it's not a commission to a real estate agent. There's nothing near it. Mm. Stamp duty, all the rest of it. So 
in saying that, it's important to be spread across. Because <laughs> so then when there's one down... It's the government, mate. <laughs> and, and it's... it's the government are the thieves in this. <laughs> yeah. A good real estate agent will return double or more of what he... In, in, the, in, the, in the difference he gets you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. charges you. Yeah. The, the government gives you nothing for stamp duty. Nothing. And it's amazing, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it's just such a large amount of money. So, well, that's why they love the turnover of property. That's why yes. they're happy for people to get into it. They go, hey, we'll give you some money to, you know, as a first home buyer, we'll pay you a, a chunk of money to get you into the market because we know that the moment that thing, um, you know, there's a change of hands in property, we make money. So then, you know, you've got more people going in. It pushes up the price. There's a there's this sudden growth. The market's gone crazy. The amount of property changing hands has been insane. Yeah. They would have made a killing off that. But it's slowed now. Oh, it's almost uh, stopped. I'm looking for property um, in a you know an area near here. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing. I can't find anything that's that's even yeah, remotely what I want. The fence, yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing for sale. Mm. No one's selling. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. The one I sold. I said half the story, the new stuff, and we, we went off on a tangent. But the other stuff that was available was old chitters. Yeah. Because like mm. this is an area I grew up, and I spent half my time in bullying because I had friends there, and there was stuff that hasn't been maintained since yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. What years. I did say there's nothing. Yeah. There is a couple like that. But that's it. There's, but that was it. That the, was all the, there was. The decent yeah. stuff is not going on the market because those people now know they are not going to get what yeah. it was worth a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and maybe some new townhouses, but I didn't look that small. I stopped looking, so... And I'm going to suggest if you've got an awesome place and it sits in that middle ground, you will get a good price right now if you've got a good mm. agent. We got the price yep. because it was the right house on the market with nothing else competing. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 and the buyer came and offered top dollar mm. to just get it off out of auction. Mm. Yeah, nice. And the seller was ready to take it off auction too. So it just worked. Yeah, and awesome. that, you know, there's no magic in it. Yeah, it's it's supply demand, and as you've said, there's no there's not a great supply of great houses because people now are, it's great, right? Oh, I'm not I've I've now lost a hundred grand off my one point two mil. Mm. I'm not going to take I'm not going to take yeah. the one million dollars profit I had. Mm-hmm. It's yep. and I'm not being rude. It's it's not I'm not I'm not saying these people are greedy, nasty. What it's just, but it is greed that motivates that. Because mm. because the reality is they can buy into equal as well. Bingo. So you're not losing anything if you just if you're moving. Actually, better. The, the, the more you're spending on a property, mm. the more you get as the market slows. Mm. Yeah, you can see, you can definitely see that. We found that totally. as well. And context, like situation, like, you know, why are the sellers selling? Mm. If, if I yep. smell yep. retiree looking to move on, mm. oh, all and day. The, the yeah, I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat some shit, <laughs> i.e. <laughs> live in a shitter if it's got potential and mm. I can smell that it's a good deal. And... Negotiations are key. If they come back, I, I know that they're motivated to sell. I'll use whatever I can leverage-wise, like IE. If you want another deal to fall through, that's fine. I said, time can't be made back, money can. Okay, so in three months' time, the offer I gave you, it may be 10 grand less, it may be 30 grand less. My offer stays here until this point. Hmm. Oh, well, you know, no, I'll yeah. take that. Well, well, I'll leave it with you. The yeah. hunt continues for us. Yeah. Yeah, all the best. Twenty minutes later, listen, they've reconsidered, <laughs> and it's been a hard, you know, slog, but they're willing to accept your offer. Yeah. So of course well, they are. I said it's smart because if it's probably only 20, worth grand, what someone's going to pay for less. it, and that's exactly what I said to him. And I mm. said we're genuine. I don't mm. want to undercut anyone or lowball. Um, and it was a, it was a fair price based on you know the situation and. And it worked out well because you never want. I'd never like that bad blood in a transaction. Yep. I'd never want to come in and screw someone over. Yeah, like, and I never want to pay more than what I have to. But it's got to be a. I, I, I don't know. 
fair? It, it like was, it's just got to seem fair on either there side. There is of no fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, no, but if, like, if you've got twenty bucks, and the, and the like, we're not talking. We're not talking. I'm <laughs> paying fifty grand more, right? We're talking. It might be you know a couple thousand dollars here nor there to to secure something. Well, what about the Virgin Islands? Did you hear about that? No. Um, so, so he's so um, Branson's come to come to them, you know, and they flew him around and all this. He, I think it's in his book, and uh, they fly him around and and he makes an offer like of a mill, and they're like after ten mil, so they've just like you can find your own way home. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, you can, yeah. We may have flown you here in a in a chopper, but you can find your own way home. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but then several years later, they called him up, and they're like, "Hey, you're still interested in it?" <laughs> because there's no buyer. Yeah. So it's not what we think it's worth, it's what we can sell it for. Yep. So if you want to make an offer that is literally half the price of a property, you're entitled to do that. Yeah. And if there's no one else, they're entitled to say yes or no. Yeah. It's entirely up to them. You know, we're not, there isn't really, you know, there's, we can't screw someone over if we're like, hey, this is how much I'm prepared to pay for it. Yeah. And they can, the owner can either take it or not take it. There's no... You know, a, you're not forcing someone into a sale. You're giving them an opportunity that otherwise yeah. isn't there. And and I suppose it's putting feeling into it, yeah? So if I can put feeling into a real estate, you know, speaking to a real estate yeah. agent, whether he has a heart or not, and I'll put that out there, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding, because I know lots of real estate agents. They mostly, get, they mostly get hardened because they've got to deal with buyers and sellers. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, so I put that feeling in to, to the interaction I have yep. in hope that he takes that feeling back to the seller, yep. yeah? And it sort of transfers. Mm, He's like, mm. you know, really nice guy. He'll go mm. into bat for me all of a sudden, right? Because mm. I'm not sitting there going, well, nah, if you finally, you know, nah, you're not going to get that. And, Which is professionally, ethically, and legally not supposed to do. That's right. But, <laughs> but they'll always tell you. In the end, listen, I was, you know, I was championing for you, mate. You know, you always had it. And yeah, of course I was. Um, but, you know, in saying that, I know investors that will put 40 offers a month on properties at absolute low balls. Yep. One will come off. Yep. That's how they roll. Yep. So they, they might buy. Three, four houses a year. He goes, mate, guess how much I got that for? Mm. How much? Oh, no, you didn't, did you? He goes, yep, I smelt blood. Yeah. Yep, and and so mm. he might be all cash. And it mightn't be a massive joint, but he might go, oh, mm. it, was, it was worth 800. I said, I'll give you I'll give you 500, mate, mm. cash. 30-day mm. settlement. You, you can move out now. I'll, yeah. Mm. Nah, you're kidding, joking. And then out of all of those, and he says a lot of grunt work, but he said out of all those, you might get one. And he goes, yep. that's the nugget, mate. That's where I just tidy it up, put the tenants in, you know, I'm, I'm back on board. Yeah. Uh, but that's all he does. Mm. Yeah, nice. Live all <laughs> offers. Nice. <laughs> he calls it. Love it. Uh, and, and just to finish off, one last thing before we uh, before we end this episode. So I said in Australia that the the rates don't even you know the rent doesn't even closely cover the the expenses if you um, for uh, for for uh, for loan putting a loan through yep. on a property. Whereas in the US, a uh, very different story. The prices are coming back up now. But I remember at one point when I had a, a look over there. The rent was literally what twelve to twelve to eighteen months would pay the entire cost of the house. I, yeah, it right. was mind-boggling. Yeah. A year yep. and a half, yep. and you could have completely paid off the house. Yep. Just absolutely mind-boggling. So Where are look we around. Talking? South, like Compton, what, like uh, I, I don't remember now. It was a couple of years ago. States, but, yeah, yeah. But I was oh. looking at the, the the rent prices and looking at the property prices, and I'm like, it, it's mind-boggling. It doesn't make sense. Whereas here, we can't even pay off the house yeah. based on the the rent. But you, you couldn't live in those places. I, I just put it out there like, there's no cops, there's no there's no fucking resources. Yeah, like 
there's no so, reason. So if you ring, so, so if you the, ring, the property, you get burgled or you get a home invasion. <laughs> yep, expect that they'll come the next morning. That's no, I don't, that's I don't, the state I don't of plan on living in it. Yeah. I was going to rent it out. Oh, <laughs> so not my problem. Oh, that's <laughs> no good. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thank you. How's that? This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out L and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.